This is episode number 47 with Lara Riggio. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, it's Michelle and welcome back. I'm so happy you're joining me today. I have a fun and interesting show for you. I've brought on Lara Riggio, who is the founder and CEO of Central Park Energy Center in New York City. And she works in the field of energy medicine, or as she calls it, the healing arts. So if you've ever had a massage or done acupuncture, you're familiar with this. Um, But she uses even different tools and resources that may be new concepts for you, which makes the interview more interesting, I think, if you have curiosity around this field. Now, Lara has helped through her blog, in-person, virtual sessions, and through other means, tens of thousands of people alleviate stress, anxiety, insomnia, fatigue, and the limiting emotional patterns and beliefs that can sabotage relationships and career success. So we get into her entrepreneurial journey, how she is able to help people, tools that we can implement to reduce anxiety and stress, how she was healed from chronic fatigue using energy medicine, and how she attracted in her husband, by unhooking from limiting beliefs. We get into all this and so much more. Lara's work has been featured in the Huffington Post, Mind Body Green, Prevention, Fox News, and other media outlets. And you'll hear her passion for what she does on the show. So before we jump into the interview, I do want to remind you that anytime we are talking on this show about anything to do with your health and your mental and physical well-being, you should always first consult with your trusted healthcare provider or physician. This is solely for informational purposes only. So on that note, let's get into the interview. Hey, Lara, thank you for joining me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Uh, So I love kicking it off with just asking my guests to introduce themselves and explain some of their backstory, who you are, and how you got into the world of energy healing and energy work. Uh, So if you want to take us into your your journey. Sure. Well, I have to say, it's not like I grew up saying I wanted to be an energy healer because I don't think many people even know what that is. I think I have a really uh, results-oriented approach to energy work. I got into it because it created such profound results for me. And I could feel the difference immediately. And there's not too many things out there that have such an immediate effect. So my story, I had chronic fatigue syndrome. I was really tired all the time. I had been to many, many doctors, including functional medicine doctors Mm. who helped me change my diet. I stopped eating wheat, dairy, sugar. I did a whole yeast and liver cleanse and that helped me. But 
it, I still wasn't myself after that. And mm. what ultimately was the thing that got me really feeling myself again in a matter of three months was energy medicine. A friend of mine uh, found Donna Eden's book. It's called it's called Energy Medicine mm-hmm. at Barnes and Noble, and she picked it up and she said, "This is for Lara." And she handed it to me. She even found me a practitioner here in New York City and said, "You have to go to this." And I was blown away in my first session because. Uh, I was already in my in my corrective exercise business. I was a very specialized personal trainer helping people with injuries. In my corrective exercise business, I used muscle testing. Mm-hmm. And so I could test, you know, what muscles were weak in my client's body so I knew what to work on. And this system uses muscle testing. So I could see that, oh, wow, the practitioner's testing something and I'm strong, but then they touch a point or they have me walk forward and my arm goes completely weak and I could feel the difference in my body. Then we did a couple, um, corrections. We tapped a few points, we held a few points and the test totally changed where I was weak. I was now strong. Hmm. We rated my energy level before and after the exercise. And I had a marked improvement that I could actually feel. And so I was sold after the first session and I went to, I knew that I was getting better because I had to go all the way to Brooklyn for these sessions uh, from Manhattan. And the practitioner I was working with, um, she had a home office. So I was walking up three flights of stairs, actually four flights of stairs to get there. And in the very beginning, I'd walk up one flight and I'd have to really stop and huff and puff and give myself mm. a second before I could get to the next flight. And after you know, after two months of doing this, I was bounding up all those flights with ease after three months, like I was working out again and like really feeling my vital strong self again. And it was because, and this is the thing that's really cool about it. Um, not only was able to see the difference in the session immediately and feel the difference in my own body, but I was given tools that so that I could do these exercises on my own every single day. And I have somebody I teach, I teach, um, I have a new course where I teach people how to do the work that I do, mm-hmm. um, which is morphed and changed a bit. Um, I've, I studied eating energy medicine, um, for four years. Um, and I've been practicing eating energy medicine and emotional freedom technique, psych, psyche, um, essential oils. So I just kept learning and learning more and more about energy work. And I've moved it from, from the physical realm, um, solely the physical realm more into even the emotional clearing, um, because it's helped me, um, overcome anxiety, overcome insomnia, overcome procrastination, and also overcome some of the limiting beliefs that were keeping me, um, you know, from success with relationships and even in my business. So my, my business has really changed and I now have created like my own methodology for emotional clearing. Mm. Um, and I've got a class where I'm teaching some people how to do this. And it's been interesting because, um, somebody asked me the question, why did you choose this over learning to be an acupuncturist or anything else? And the reason is because these exercises that you can do on your own, um, they help you be able to take the responsibility and the power to heal your own body and to change your own mindset so that you can ultimately have the health, you can have the confidence, you can have the success that you want in your life. Because the second you leave anybody's office, who's a and you have great practitioners out there, but the second you leave my office, the second you leave an acupuncturist's office, the second you leave your functional medicine doctor's office, you're out there in the world. 
and then you're triggered again. Mm. You're triggered emotionally. You may be triggered by chemicals in your food. And, you know, if I can give you the tools to balance yourself in the face of that trigger, I am giving you the power to heal yourself. I would just challenge everybody on this podcast to, if you're drawn to anything that is like this, that seems a little bit out of your comfort zone, I do believe that your heart, you know, really does like guide you Mm. and put you in the right place with the right people for your healing. So if you really feel drawn to something, just try it with an open mind because you may be being led to your answer, you know, even though it may seem woo-woo or weird or whatever in the beginning, a lot of these modalities are absolutely incredible. And if I hadn't followed my heart, I wouldn't have healed myself. And I also wouldn't have the career and the business I have today. Yeah. I mean, on your website, it says you've worked with tens of thousands of people to help them alleviate stress, anxiety, insomnia, muscle and joint pain, fatigue. And then you incorporate the limiting emotional patterns and beliefs that can sabotage careers and relationships. I mean, this is big. So how do you actually define energy medicine? What is your definition? Well, it's looking at the energy body of the body and helping a person balance it so that they can better face the challenges and the growth that they're facing in their life. And I believe energy moves everything. So mm-hmm. the the reason we are the way we are, if we have physical dis-ease, emotional upset, it's because we have learned to process stress in a specific way. Mm. So, I mean, even with, even with neuromuscular problems, if someone comes to me with back pain, for example, I always start with the energy because um, if you look at what a person is doing every day, like a lot of people that have back pain do have high levels of stress. Um, the back generally is associated with stability. So, you know, when you're stressed and you're in a fight flight freeze state, a sympathetic nervous system response, a lot of the time, um, your bladder meridian in Chinese medicine can get overstimulated and bladder runs along your spine and it governs all of your rectus spinae muscles that run parallel to your spine. So an over active bladder meridian often means a tight back. Mm. And so when you can calm the bladder meridian and release the central nervous system stress response to whatever's happening in your life, the back often releases first. Mm. And then if there's more neuromuscular work I have to do, I do it. But I think in our, in our, in this day and age, um, you know, a lot of our physical discomfort, emotional upset comes from emotional overwhelm. Mm. There's so many forms of communication that we're responsible to for responding to. There's so much pressure to um, achieve things in our life and also to, you know, nurture a lot, especially for women, a Mm -hmm. lot of the people and relationships in our lives. I think we often forget about ourselves and how we take care of ourselves. And so I always look at, I, I say this on my site, upset, disease, injuries. They're your body's way of telling you, hey, something that you're doing in your life is not in alignment with Mm. your heart or your soul's Mm. desires. So So I really look at upset, disease, injury as an opportunity for change. It's just your body's way of telling you, hey, you know, what you want and the way you're living is not in alignment. And then of course, you know, and it's funny because my clients will come in and 
you know, sometimes I'll have somebody sit down and they just start crying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, and I'm like, this is great. They're like, why is this great? I'm like, because everything you're in the upset. I said, if you came into me and you weren't, you know, you didn't know why you, why you were here, I wouldn't be able to help you as effectively as if you mm. can show me how this is making me feel because you're upset. I can test to see how your body is out of alignment. Your energy body is out of alignment here. And I can help you figure out, um, you know, how to balance this state and get to what you really do desire. And mm. then from that place, we can talk about what are the first easiest, most joyous steps you can take to have what you want. I really see emotional stress as a big component in everyone's lives. And that's really why I, I've transitioned into doing more of the more and more of the emotional work. Yeah. So I'm just curious. And so there's going to be women listening who are going to resonate with what you're saying and others who are going to be skeptical. They're going to be like, what, what does this mean? You know, my emotions are driving it. Although we do, the research already shows that stress, you know, 70% of all doctor's visits are stress related. So, I mean, we yep. know that it's there, but give us like, paint us a picture, Laura. So somebody comes into your office and they're complaining, would it usually be, do they usually come to you for a physical ailment or for an emotional one at this point? Like who, who's coming into your well, office? Um, both. It really depends on who refers them. Uh, so, you know, I have, I mean, I have people that, uh, you know, my business is based really on word of mouth referral. So their mm. friend has a good experience with me and they tell their friend about me and, um, you know, their friend comes in and often it's really for a similar issue that their friend was experienced mm. that I was able to Help you know, them. help them overcome. So, so, but I, but I will say this, I do work with the emotional system. That's why I, I start with that even mm. in physical ailments. So today I have a, I literally have a, had a, a male banker who really doesn't believe that much in energy work, who came in with a hamstring pull mm. and, um, he's been traveling all week, um, uh, to Western Canada. So it was a really long trip. Um, and, he was a mess. His central nervous system was so overstimulated. There was no way I was doing any kind of muscular release of work on him until after I sedated and calmed him down. Mm. So, you know, and, and he said, you know, even my disbelievers out there, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sedating the bladder meridian and calming his central nervous system. He took a deep breath and he's like, Oh, wow. He goes, I'm feeling so much better. Like I can actually breathe deeper and like my, I can feel my muscles oh. relaxing. You know, wow. so, you know, they get it. Like yeah. even disbelieving men yes. <laughs> who just aren't, who maybe aren't <laughs> so connected to their, their body and open-minded to this. I mean, my husband, for example, my yeah. husband always called what I did woo-woo. Okay. Uh -huh. Um, and he now is like, um, sweetheart, could you, could you hold those points and help me calm me down? Cause I'm not sleeping so well. And, um, and I'm like, yeah, sure, honey. And so, you know, and it's like two weeks ago, even, you know, I was, he was, he wasn't sleeping, getting up between three and 5am in the morning. Uh, it's a typical time for people to get up in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, I find the underlying cause of it is a overwhelmed central nervous system. And I held these points on him and he literally fell asleep while I was doing it. And mm. he, the next morning he was like, I had the best, deepest sleep. I feel so much better. Like, mm. you know, so when you feel results like this work can provide, um, it's, you get it, you know, you really get it because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really looking to make a believer out of anyone. I just want to help people. And when people come in, I have them rate, what's your anxiety level when you think about your divorce? Okay. 
where do you feel it in your body? Oh, your your stomach flips and and you and you you know get tightness in your shoulders. Okay, great. We're going to re-rate this after we do a clearing. When we re-rate it, I'm like, how's your anxiety level now? Oh, it went from a ten down to a three, and oh mm. wow, my shoulders are looser. Okay, great. So this is an exercise that you can do. You know, when your lawyer calls or right before you get on the phone with your lawyer, um, so that you can be calm and have greater mental clarity when you are dealing with anything that has to do with the divorce. And, you know, when you're in a sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze response, Mm -hmm. blood rushes from your brain to your limbs to power your escape or your fight. And it actually takes nutrients, resources, and energy away from your brain. So it is harder to think clearly. It is more difficult to be creative and solve problems from a creative place when you're in fight or flight. So the best first thing to do anytime you're feeling upset is to calm your central nervous system. I think people have a sense of different healing modalities and maybe have sought different ones out. I actually am familiar with Donna Eden's work in energy medicine. I bought her book, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago. I don't even remember yeah. how it became, how I became aware of it, but I always had a lot of curiosity. And what's curious to me is this whole mind-body connection and how our emotional body does impact our physical body. And so if somebody comes into your office and um, with whatever complaint it is, so just t- take us through. So like, are they lying on a table? Like what, what's the process to help them create awareness around the issues? And then do you pull from, it sounds like you pull from a different toolbox depending on what issue they have. Yeah. And I do. So, so I work with people two different ways in my office where I actually will muscle test them, you know, actually use their body to muscle test them and ask their body questions. Or I can work with people online where I I actually surrogate test. So I test my own body mm. um, and put myself in their shoes, and I can get answers that way too about what's going on with them. And um, and so I have them feel whatever the upsetting feeling is, and then I muscle test to see what what systems are out of balance. Is mm. am I working with the meridian system? Am I working with the chakra system, for example? Um, And then based on what the answer is, I will go further into it and say, okay, so if it's a meridian issue now, meridian issues are often, so the, the Chinese meridian system, they're all lines of energy. Okay. And they're almost like same way veins run blood to organs. Um, these, these meridian lines run energy to muscles and organs along, you know, along the line. And they hold habituated reactions. Mm. And um, if we're looking to often change a pattern, it, I usually work with the meridian system when somebody comes in first just to calm them down mm. because um, they're, in most cases, having a, a habituated reaction even to their day, right? And they're coming in on a level of stress. So I usually calm that first by working with triple warmer or, or, or sedating bladder meridian like we just talked about. Um, and then when I'm looking to help them shift their perspective on what's potentially happening in their lives and like create a new perspective or perception of what's possibly happening, then I work with the chakras. Chakras hold old emotional energy from your past that when you're trying to create something new, it can often get in the way and make it more difficult to take action 
if the behavior that you're trying to instill is a new one for you. So for example, okay, um, I, when I was single mm. and I was looking to, cause I tell the story on, on the site. I know you asked about, about it earlier. Yeah. Before the call. When I was, yeah. yeah. I was, I was single. I was like, Oh my gosh, why do I keep attracting the same kind of guys? Like mm-hmm. I keep dating these guys who don't want to get married. They're the quote unquote noncommittal ones. Mm-hmm. Like, Emotionally you know, and my relationships, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so why the heck am I attracting this? And I really, I believed in the, in the law of attraction. I had read all those books about law of attraction. I'm like, well, if I'm attracting this, there must be like something that these guys are mirroring that I'm giving off. So what is this about? So started muscle testing on it to see what my issue was. And what came up is that my whole body went weak and I felt anxious when I said I can trust and lean on a man. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so and so, so were you um, muscle testing we, on uh, belief systems? I was actually muscle testing. I was just muscle testing. I was actually muscle testing phrases to see what phrases. belief system, yes, yeah, you were holding would, would, on would to. show up. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I worked with it um, both ways. I actually worked with it with the meridian system, and then also with the chakra system as well. So I was changing knee jerk reactions, and I was also changing perception. And what was very interesting is that the real life change that occurred for me mm. after that, I had always like, I was never able to flirt. When I would see a hot guy, I would look at him and like automatically get red. I would involuntarily <laughs> turn my head away. Aww. And like, I would look at all these girls in bars and I was like, how can they flirt? Like, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. I just like, I physically was blocked from flirting. And um, yeah. And so what I realized is that after this, um, I was able to flirt and I didn't even realize it to like, I mean, I had this huge dry spell with dating. And then like, after doing this, like within the next month, like I was meeting men everywhere because when they look at me and I'd smile, they'd talk to me and I could talk back without getting red and being weird. You had shifted your energy completely. Well, I changed my habitual reaction to it. Yeah. But your energy so that I, you were giving off obviously was different. So you were unapproachable on some level before you literally looked away. Like they couldn't even make I eye contact. I literally looked away. Yeah. They could, right. They couldn't even make eye contact with me. So like I literally was like disconnecting because I had this fear or distrust mm. of them. And like, and then, and then that would be like the habituated response. Then from a perception perspective, the other thing that I found myself doing, which I was marveling at, I was like, oh my gosh, like I am completely hanging out with all my couple friends. Like I was a third wheel, like hanging out with a lot of couple friends. And it was interesting because, um, I was having a great time and I was getting to see how couples that, that I really, that had healthy relationships Mm -hmm. together I got to be in their interaction Mm. and I got to like really see how it was possible to have like a really happy, you know, functional relationship, you know, in, in a couple. And so I was, I was drawing things into, into my life that were changing my perspective Mm. of what was possible. And so, you know, it's interesting because around the time that I discovered this whole thing about trusting men, I had said to my mom, like, oh my God, you're never going to believe what's happened. Like I found this out. And it was kind of interesting to me because I had done therapy. I felt like I had like healed my, whatever my, my stuff was with my dad. Um, and like, you know, my dad and I were good and like everything I thought was fine, but yet I still had this distrust before energy medicine and before doing this emotional clearing work, 
I had done therapy. I had done like, you know, all these courses on finding love. Like I had done all of this stuff. And, um, I had tried doing affirmations, but I found affirmations actually to be stressful. And I'll Mm. talk about that in a second. Yeah. When you do, when you do affirmations, okay. When you set an affirmation, um, like for example, everyone loves, I am this, right? So like, you know, I am, uh, Wayne Dyer has a whole beautiful talk about I am and like, and how it is, it's actually a holy combination of words Mm -hmm. that when you say I am, you are, you're, you are embodying the God like qualities within yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, I am is beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. By itself. Um, and I think that you can, like, you can add things to it. Like I am peaceful. For example, if you're not peaceful, when you're saying I am peaceful, your body can have a stress reaction to that because it doesn't feel true. (laughs) And in fact, when I muscle test people, when I muscle test people, that's what I'm looking for. I have them say a statement and if their arm goes weak or they freeze when they say the statement, I know that that that's a stress for their body. So I usually try and find statements where people are believing that it's possible. And I give them those statements. For example, like little by little, these are little by little are three words that can change your absolute life. I'm writing a blog on this right now. Whenever you say little by little, I can eat healthier or little by little, I can calm myself down and, and feel clearer and more empowered. It takes pressure off. It's not saying change now. It's not saying, you know, um, it's recognizing where you are like, you know, and this is this part of like the EFT tapping sequence too. Like, even though I am feeling this feeling, I am willing to help my body digest it and release it. So you're recognizing where you are and not pressuring yourself into something that doesn't feel true yet. Mm. And, you know, if anybody's out there saying affirmations and they're, and you're having a stress response to them, switch them up, see if you can add a little by little to it. See if you can, um, you know, tweak the words a bit so that it, it recognizes where you are. Mm. Like, even though I'm feeling anxious about this, um, you know, I am excited about the possibility of it in the future. So, um, you know, things like this. And so, you know, at the time when I was, I was doing like, I can trust and lead on a man. It was like, you know, I was doing energy work to help myself get more comfortable with the idea of that. So little by little, and really today when I'm work with women, I usually tweak that phrase little by little, as I learn to trust myself more, mm. I'll know who I can trust. Well, I love that. Okay. In yeah. my relationships. And because really the, the, the fear of trusting men is really a fear of trusting your, not being able to trust yourself. Mm. But you were okay. talking about trying to, sorry. So I didn't mean to take you from your other train of thought that no, you were okay. talking about. You went to your mom at the time. Oh, great. Yeah. You're so good at bringing me back. I, yeah, I no, but I, I had to, because I think it's important <laughs> to know, because a lot of people feel, especially when it's trying to attract love in, I mean, there might be people who are partnered and others who are seeking that and it can be really painful and feel really lonely. And you can feel like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm doing my affirmations. I'm uh, putting myself out there and, you know, and not feeling like anything's working. And then that makes you feel bad. So that's why yeah. I wanted to just clarify yeah, well, that. And I think yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I was like, what the heck's wrong with me? Of course, right? We that all I do can't that. do this. We and, do. We and what ourselves. I'm going to say, 
Yep. And I would just say to anyone out there that's feeling this, like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Mm. You are perfect, totally complete. That's right. There is probably something in the way that you're reacting to men or to a, a partner, you know, if you're, if you're looking for a female partner, you're female, but there's a way that you're reacting to giving and receiving love that, um, may be incongruent with what you actually want in a partner today. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of figuring out what that is and retraining it. So, um, when I was a kid, so when I told my mother about this whole thing, She's like, well, you know, do you remember what you said to me when you were five? And I was like, no, what did I say? (laughs) And she's like, well, I asked you if you were going to get married and you said, oh yes, I'm going to get married, but I'm always going to have my own money. So the interesting thing is, is that, you know, at five, what was happening in my household, my mother was, I think, feeling a bit trapped um, in her relationship, um, because things at work weren't going well for my dad. And so he was coming home angry at night. And my mom was like, you know, just feeling trapped as like, you know, someone who, you know, wasn't bringing any, any money in and like, she was sort of dependent on him. And Mm so, um, after that, let's see, when I was eight years old, she went back to school and she actually started working again when she, when I was 10. And, um, you know, so I actually saw her empower herself, make Mm. different choices and actually like really start a career that she loved, um, or actually she returned to a career that she loved. And I also saw both, you know, my mother and my father go to therapy and they worked through their issues together. And, um, you know, they wound up having a very happy functional marriage, but at five, it wasn't. And so your subconscious, your subconscious belief system is fully formed by the age of five or six. And what that means is your knee-jerk reactions to a lot of stressors, the way your body involuntarily reacts, because, listen, there's so much stimuli in our world. Like, if we were consciously reacting to things all the time, like, we wouldn't be able to do all that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, your your subconscious reactions um, are what allows you to walk down the street and avoid things while you're talking on the cell phone and and remember the conversation you had later on. You know, if you had to be conscious of everything, walking and everything, you wouldn't be able to do it. So, so it, 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 whatever belief systems were instilled between zero and five or six can be retrained. So number one, you can figure out what they are. Number two, they can be retrained. And, um, I am, you know, I, that's what I do with my clients, but I'm also going to start, I have this, this course that I'm teaching practitioners how to do this, but I'm also going to start a course where I teach people how to do this on themselves so that you can actually muscle test when you're feeling out of sorts, you can muscle test yourself and go, well, what's really driving this? Like what fears behind this Mm -hmm. test it and then figure out what exercise you need to clear it and then release it. So then you can get to really ideally what you want to do instead. And for me, like it was, I told you, it was the, it was really the difference between being able to flirt and not. And I started doing that specific work in like the winter, the winter before I met my husband in November. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I mean, I was good, good 10 years before that, like looking for love. So, you know, it took some time, but it also, um, was way faster than anything else I'd ever tried. Wow. You know, and you have to realize, so the, the results of this work, you know, be feeling anxious, um, and then feeling calm, that's pretty immediate, but actually instilling some of the new belief systems and perceptions that you need to shift, um, you know, in order to open yourself up to love and feel safe doing so, you know, that can take, it can take several months cause you're retraining, 
um, you know, a whole perception of reality that you, that you've actually been reinforcing your whole life. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, totally. You know, can you explain though what muscle testing is? Cause there's going to be terminology sure. that people are not going to be familiar with. Cause when you talked about, you know, testing on that belief and then realizing, oh, that was the issue for you, you know, then what did you do from there? So take us into what muscle testing is and then what did you do to reaffirm that in a positive way so that you could then shift that energy? Yep. So muscle testing is a way that you can, um, like you can put pressure on a specific joint, like joint. So if I have my arm stretched out, I can push gently on the forearm of myself or my client and I can have them say something. Okay. Um, if they say something that feels untrue to them, it's going to make their body slightly weaker because a stress response occurs in the, in their body that weakens them a bit. You can also muscle test specific foods on a system to see if it's something that stresses the system or not. And one of the ways it's, it's a little, it's a bit of a process to learn how to muscle test effectively. Um, so it's not something like when I do my courses, I don't teach it the first class. Mm. It's something I teach the third or fourth class because I believe there's other things that you need to have sort of mastered, like trusting self, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, because you need to be able to ask a question of your body, and trust the answer and also trust your ability to listen to what you're getting in the pressure and not question yourself. So it's a little bit of a skill that takes a little bit of time to, I think, master effectively. However, there is a way that you can understand the power of this tool on your own. And this is how I would recommend doing it. If you get like something that's like somewhat heavy, like a bottle of water, for example, I'm holding my bottle of water here, you know, a bottle of water, like you can kind of feel a little bit of a weight to it, mm -hmm. you know, so you could do a, a two pound weight, a three pound weight, you know, a can of soup, something like that. And if you put it like on a surface that's sort of in alignment with your, um, like your shoulder, okay. And you lift it up, you can kind of feel how heavy it feels, if you say something that is just really untrue, for example, if I said, if I said my, my name is Michelle and I lifted up the water, it's going to be heavier to me because that's not true. Mm. Okay. So, but then if you want to test the belief, um, or see if a food is particularly good for you or not in that moment, you know, you could put the food to your chest. Like if I put a sugar packet to my chest and I lift up this water, um, it feels heavier than if I, were to take, um, I don't know, another bottle of water, like I have vitamin C tablets here. I'm going to put those to my chest. And as I lift, the bottle actually feels lighter. Um, so vitamin C is good for me. If I were to test a phrase, um, I could test, um, I could test, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to have movie night tonight with my husband mm -hmm. and I am very, very like it's, yes, I am. That's true. Um, I, it's positive for me to work out today and I feel tired today, a little mm -hmm. tired. So I'm like, I'm lifting this up and it's a little heavier for me. So like, you know, my energy today, cause I've had just a very packed week, you know, I don't want to go extending my energy today because, um, you know, I've got a million other things to do, but also like, it's just, I don't have that energy reserve today to work out. So I'm going to back off from that for today. Um, so that's the kind of thing. And in, in belief systems, you could check, like I, um, you know, it feels safe for me to trust myself in a relationship. 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's something you could test. You could see if the bottle feels heavy or not. So that's a really good way to just like practice muscle testing. And you want to like, I would use just a couple things that you're saying. You have to say a positive statement and you basically are asking your body, does this stress you or does this, or is this, is this neutral or does it strengthen you? So mm-hmm. if the bottle feels heavier, it's a stress. If yeah. it feels lighter, it's a strength. If it just feels sort of the same, it's neutral. Right. Now you kind of can't do this 10 to, you got to do like maybe two to five statements at a time because your arm will get tired, of course. you know, or you can everything switch will to the get other heavy. time. <laughs> right. everything will By get the heavy. 20th thing, so, you'll be you like, know, you, I you love chocolate to. and it'll come back negative. Right. And you're like, no, no, actually it is good. <laughs> I do love it. Yeah. That's funny. So anyway, that's, that's one way you can play with muscle testing. And, and, you know, there are people that will, um, people that are, you know, that will, you know, disprove it. I had a boyfriend who was a scientist once when I was learning all this energy medicine stuff. And he got me like some kind of a scale or something where he could test to see if I was exerting the same amount of pressure on each test. Oh, interesting. I was. Oh, interesting. Are you pushing harder? That's so interesting. Well, here's the thing, Laura, as you're talking, there's going to be some people who listen and think, whatever, like this doesn't make any sense to me. And here's, here's what I want people to take away. Your life is your own. There are different healing modalities. What we're talking about really at the heart of this is relieving anxiety and stress, getting in touch with your emotional stressors, really getting in touch with your body and like finding the things that help you and for those who this resonates with, they're going to go, yes, I've done this. This makes sense. I, when I did my life coach training in New York City, this was like 18 years ago. One of the women did both emotional freedom technique, which I'm going to have you explain what that is too, because that might be new for people. And she muscle tested. So we went out for you know lunch and she would muscle test and she'd pick up something to drink and she would muscle test. And I had never Mm -hmm. seen or heard of that before. And so, you know, you may do it on bigger things versus like everything. You know what I mean? So it's like really making it your Mm -hmm. own. But um, can you actually explain what emotional freedom technique is? Yep. Um, It's called um, EFT or or, and there's also um, we call it Meridian Tapping. There's a book out, a great book on it called The Tapping Solution Mm -hmm. by the Ortners. Um, It's a way to stimulate meridian points um, as you're thinking about stressful issues and it helps you um, release the stress. So by stimulating the meridian points, it's actually helping your body digest Mm. emotional stress. Uh, I think that's one of the best ways to describe it, helping your body Mm -hmm. digest emotional stress. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and actually there's a tapping video that I'll give you a link to a page Mm -hmm. to that is really great. Um, And it actually... I've extended tapping. The EFT mostly works with the the meridian system and it taps one chakra. I, I've now branched out and like I tap all the chakras. Mm. I mean, and when in doubt, tap yeah. <laughs> because tapping, tapping actually moves energy. So when you stimulate any point, it can move energy. Even if you have a tight muscle, if mm-hmm. you just tap the muscle, it's going to help to disperse energy in the muscle and loosen it as well. So um, when in doubt, t- when in doubt tap, it can really help you alleviate, um, you know, stress, uh, and even tension. So, yeah. um, there's a whole series of points that you tap in order as you think about whatever's bothering you. And the result of it is, is a, re- a reduction in, mm-hmm. in your stress response. I have to say, so, I've actually done it and it works for me again, mm-hmm. for me. So somebody it's else great. might do it and may not whatever, but 
I haven't done it often, but the times I've done it, I keep thinking, why don't I go back to this when I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed by something? Because it's like a, an immediate release. It's pretty amazing. Um, Laura, you said on your website too, so you gave the example, your own personal example with how you met your husband and were able to attract that into your life. And you said, for a gal in one of my group programs, resolving an ancestral energy block mm-hmm. opened up the space for her loving husband to find her after years of attracting guys who were emotionally unavailable. Now, what is an ancestral energy block? And how did you actually help her? Like what, what happened there? So um, each generation in our, um, in our family is always trying to do better than the generation before. Okay. And um, there is trauma that's experienced um, by ancestors that can be passed down to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And, um, it's, it's very similar to, so when you're, so when I talked about the subconscious, um, mind and how it was, it's formed between zero and and five or six, you know, when you're a kid and you touch a hot stove, you realize, oh my gosh, stoves are not to be touched Mm. because they'll hurt and you don't do it. But like me, you also may have learned that, you know, men aren't to be trusted if mom and dad weren't having the best time when you were five. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, in that scenario though, too, is that mom's reactions to dad in that moment could be her reacting to her parents' reactions, Mm -hmm. her spouse and the grandparents' reactions to the great grandparents' reactions. So you, all of these habituated reactions, they are from your own childhood, but you have to realize what you're learning from your parents is what they learned from their parents and what they learned from their parents. All of our ancestors are doing the best that they can with the knowledge and awareness that they have. And, you know, sometimes bad things happen. Um, Bad things happen to our family members. And in honor of their suffering, we can live a better life. Super powerful what you just shared. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know. I think on some level we we can feel those ancestral bonds, like that there's still there's still parts that are getting triggered in us and it's like that doesn't belong to me. Like you can almost feel like that doesn't right. actually belong to me. Um yep. and so yeah, that's super powerful. And just uh, just on that note, anything yeah. that anything like that that comes up for people. Yeah. You know, you can write it down. You can write down anything that doesn't belong to you. And, um, you know, you could write down the feelings. Like, for example, if, you know, I don't know, like if, if dad, um, if dad was somebody who was really nervous about money and, you know, um, distrusted, you know, authorities and like the bank system or whatever, like, you know, you can write down, you know, dear dad, I thank you for my life. I honor you and, you know, I'm choosing to take your positive qualities of X, Y, and Z, but this one of being fearful of having money and distrustful of authority and, and, you know, financial institutions, um, I need to hand it back to you cause it's yours and not mine. Um, and you can literally like symbolically hand it back and, and then, mm. you know, feel as though you're taking the positive qualities instead. And that's one of the ways to release it and heal it mm-hmm. for yourself. Laura, before we wrap up, can you leave the women listening with your three best tips on living a good life? 
Yes. Number one. And I said, if there's anything you learn from me, this is what I want you to learn is that upset is access. So when you're feeling upset, stop for a second, rub those temples, try and release the feeling and get in touch with your heart. What does your heart or soul want to do next? Because you have, you have choice in the matter. So that's number one. Um, number two, I would say, um, it's number two is really be, have a relationship with your heart. So constantly check in with yourself throughout your day. And I would say like four or five times a day, like see if you can make it a practice to check in with your heart and to ask yourself, what do I need? What would nurture me in this moment? What would feel good to me? Because I think so many of us are running on empty right now Mm -hmm. that um, we need to resource ourselves. And, you know, I am, I'm a person who thrives on achieving things Mm -hmm. and I'm always looking for results and checking boxes. And, you know, I have to say that, um, I've made self care a box I check because to me, it's as important as filling up my car tank before I go on a long trip. Mm. You can't, it's very difficult to be your best self if you haven't fueled up on inspiration from a good book or a good movie, or you haven't had enough rest or your muscles are tight and you need a massage, Mm. or you haven't fed yourself, you know, really good, healthy food that makes you feel good. So like, you know, whatever you, um, I mean, I, I literally make it a practice to me. It's a spiritual practice to watch modern family on Friday nights because it it fills me with so much joy. Mm. Like I laugh every episode. So like to me, that is checking a self-care box that is very important. I think if we change the way we think about it and know that like fulfilling my heart's needs and giving myself what I need is actually achieving something for myself. It's important. And then my last but not least is, um, once you release your upset, think about what you want. How do you take inspired versus required action? And when I am talking about that, I mean, anything you don't want to do, if you do it, it's like you're fighting against yourself. Mm. There's ways, there's ways for you to look at maybe what you don't want to do, hand it off to someone, you know, renegotiate your, your having to do it. Um, if you're in a job you don't like, look, you can ultimately change that over time. You can think about what does touch, move and inspire you and think about how you can get involved in doing something that is more aligned with your heart's desires. So everything can change, but you know, if you're doing something and then if you're doing something you love, like, you know, I love what I do, but if I do too much of it and I don't give myself time, enough time to rest, like that feels required, mm. you know? So how do you stay in a state of feeling inspired to do things from your heart because they are, they are, you're motivated by your love for them versus doing things because you feel like you should, or you're obligated or you have to, because when you are doing things and you're doing them out of guilt, it's really never aligned with your, your, your highest, best self's, um, actions. Loved, love those. Thank you. That was so great. Uh, where can I direct people to learn more about you and your work? Um, you can go to Lara Riggio, L-A-R-A-R-I-G-G-I-O.com. And, um, on that homepage, there's a little black bar across the the middle section. You can click on that. And if you want to get, sign up for my blog, you can do it there. And I send out exercises like the ones I'm talking about every week. And a lot of them are 
based on what's going on. Um, so they're, they're usually very, um, you know, time and, um, time of year driven, media driven, Mm. um, situational. So they're, they're usually speak to what's happening for us in our world. So, um, so good. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. This has been so interesting. I, I feel like I've learned some stuff I've never heard before and it's so interesting and, um, I so appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. This was a pleasure. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about Lara and her work, head on over to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 047, where I have the show notes, the books that we referenced today, as well as a link to Lara's website where she has pulled together a free download with a resource guide of exercises you can do for your well-being. If you know of someone who would enjoy today's conversation, please be sure to take a second to forward this interview to them. And thank you as always for tuning in. I look forward to reconnecting next Wednesday. Bye for now.